In this episode of In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, Bengals strength and conditioning coach Joey Bose joins us, talks all about his experiences as a player, as a strength and conditioning coach, the relationship that as a result of being a former player that he has with his players in building up their bodies and their minds. Joey Bose is phenomenal. Players love and respect everything that he's all about. He is a big, big reason for the success of the Cincinnati Bengals here. And uh, you're going to like what he has to say about what he does and the Cincinnati Bengals as a football team. We appreciate you taking time to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always. Coming to you from our outstanding studios provided by First Star Logistics as well. And we have a very, very special guest here today. He is the man, strength and conditioning, the Cincinnati Bengals. When they're out there on the football field performing the way they do at such a high level for such a long football season, Joey Bose is very, very important to that. And Coach, welcome. We appreciate your time, sir. Dave, thanks for having me, man. I'm happy to be here. So this is your fifth year uh, heading up the strength and conditioning program. And, and that's part of the continuity. You know, people talk about the head coach, the coordinators, the everybody staying together. The fact that you have been part of that as well, I mean, that continuity, that consistency, I think is a big, big factor in the set in the success of the football team. Don't you agree? Yeah, I do think continuity has been a big part of our success, you know, especially in the weight room, building relationships with the players, um, getting to know the guys, the guys getting to know us. Um, you know, like you said, going into year five, you know, we're very comfortable with our roster and, and, and the guys. And I think that that really helps us. And it's there's conversations that go on with the assistant coaches. I mean, it's a, there's there's dialogue, there's communication there in terms of, if a, if a guy's hurting a little bit or he's not or whatever the case may be, um, all of that's very important that the coaches uh, that coach the position groups are on the same page as you guys, correct? Yeah, and our staff is great. Um, you know, and it starts with Zach. You know, the culture that he's built and the, the kind of men he's brought in to the staff, not only coaching-wise but player-wise. And, um, yeah, communication is a big part of what we do, not only with the players to us but then us to the – the position coaches and communicating how's a guy feeling, how sore he is after a game, you know, especially going into this training camp, communication will be huge uh, on a day-to-day basis to make sure we stay healthy and uh, get to that first game. Now you played at university of Wisconsin um, as, as a defensive back three time academic all American in the big 10. That's that's, that speaks. Uh, My to, mom likes that one. <laughs> that's, that's strong. That's, that's uh, that's a little, that's that's big time. That's big time, and then back to back Rose Bowls, and then you guys went to the Sun Bowl three straight years. I mean, that was a high point in Wisconsin football. The the years you were there, wasn't it? Yeah, I was super fortunate to be there at the right time. Um, kid grew up in Southern California, and you know, I, I made the decision to go to Wisconsin. Maybe at that time, a little naive, just looking at the roster, thinking, hey, maybe I can get go here and play. Um, you know, and I hit it, like you said, two back-to-back Rose Bowl championships, played with some great players, was around some great coaches. Um, and that really set me up for my, 
you know, my life that I know now, but, you know, the success that I've had in the game of football um, really started at modern day high school in Southern California. And then, uh, you know, took that next step when I got to the university of Wisconsin. And and then you played four years uh, with the Calgary Stampeders as a, as a defensive back as well. So the fact that you played, you know, the high school collegiate professional level, do you think that helps in your it, the ease of the relationship you have with players? Because, man, every single player loves you. I mean, you have a tremendous relationship with every player on that football team, and that's big time. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. I, I do think my playing experience helped me. I think um, for what I do on a day-to-day basis, I think it helps from kind of knowing how the players feel during the season and um, how sore guys get and some of those things that really help me in a programming standpoint to do my job. Um, but then also in a relationship building, I've been in locker rooms, I've been in position group meetings um, and I've been around the game since, you know, I was you know 16 years old at a, at a pretty high level. So uh, I think all those experiences have really helped me to where I'm at now um, and helped me do my job. So when you're, when you're laying out a plan for a season, the, the 2023 season, here we come. Um, the Bengals, again, had an extended year uh, last year making the playoffs. Uh, the, the Bengals have been to a Super Bowl. They've been to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, a franchise record there. The length of those seasons, how does that affect how you structure your off-season conditioning and your in-season conditioning program? And do you – do you like plan it out for the entire year and then make adjustments? How do you handle all that, Joey? We we do. Uh, I think, you know, going to the Super Bowl that year, you know, you play so deep. Um, and then coming back to that OTA period, you know, we really adjusted some things knowing that we just played, you know, six weeks more of football than, than other guys did. Um, and so we've really adjusted our offseason program the last two years, knowing that, you know, the kind of work that our players put into it during the season – um, and then getting ready for the year, we I map out the whole thing, and then uh, you know, like anything, you're making adjusting adjustments constantly based on how the players feel, the feedback you're getting from them, maybe what Coach Taylor wants to do in practice, and so we're matching up the weight room and the work on the field uh, to give our guys the best chance to stay healthy and to feel fresh on Sundays. So when I played, I remember my big goal was to make gains in the offseason in the weight room and then to maintain it as best I could during the season because, you know, you're beating your body up much more differently than you are in the offseason. Is that still a mindset or has it changed dramatically? Um, I, I mean, a little bit. We're, we're going to build them up in the offseason, and, and that's a, an opportunity for you to really hone in on your strength. And maybe if guys want to make size adjustments or, you know, get a little bit leaner, what have you, whatever their goals are in the offseason, that's the time to do that. And then in season, you know, we are maintaining, but I want our guys to, to kind of strive. You know, I want them to push uh, to continue to be strong. The frequency of lifting goes way down in the season. As you know, we have guys on different programs throughout the season, but all of our players at a minimum are lifting twice a week once we get into the grind of the season. Some guys are lifting three times. Occasionally, we'll have a guy lift four times a week. Um and then it's really individualized based on what the player needs. Um, but I'd like to, you know, because the frequency is going down, I don't, I don't love to use the word maintain. I, I want our guys to, to, to push and I, I don't want to say get stronger, but, but stay at the level that they were coming off of in the off season. So you were um, a strength and conditioning coach at the collegiate level uh, as well. Uh, Fresno state, 
you started off at uh, at Texas A&M as an assistant. Um, Illinois is another. What? How different is it, or is it more similar than different, running a strength and conditioning program at the collegiate level as opposed to the National Football League? There's a lot of similarities. I mean, players are players are are typically the same. Um, you have a lot more adjustments in the National Football League. Um, you're dealing with in college an 18 to 22 year old young man who you're developing a lot more. You know, by the time they get to the National Football League, the development part of it, um, a lot of that is already set in place. Um, and so the adjustments during the week are different with players. You have guys different ages. They've played in the league for, you know, some guys one, two years. Other guys have played seven to ten years. So you're adjusting that during the, the course of the year. Um, and so I would say the there are a lot of similarities, but the differences are uh, you're having to make a lot more adjustments in the National Football League than maybe you would in, at the college level. Again, I'm going in the Wayback Machine, and I remember, you know, one thing that uh, w- was a big deal was, oh, man, the bench press. You know, you had to come back. You do the bench press test right before the uh, the season started and how many reps, you know, max out on with 225 or max weight and then go 225 as many reps as you possibly could to fatigue, to failure and all that. Do you test players like that now or or do you just like just continue that workout mode all the way through? We, we get away from the testing at this level. Um, you know, even our conditioning test uh, lap, we've, we're not going to do it again this year. We didn't do it last year. Um, I think to make guys perform like that on the first day or two of training camp isn't a great idea. We want to ramp our players, you know, so we get into yep. once they're here for seven, eight, nine days. Okay. Now we get a feel and they get their legs up under them. And then here we go. Um, but over the course of the last five years, I've looked at a lot of stuff and I just don't think it's the greatest idea that the first day or second day they're here that we're going to test them and see what they've been doing. Trust me, we're around these guys enough and they're professionals. They're all taking care of their business. Um, we can find out really quickly who's in shape, who hasn't been doing what they need to do. And it's our job to get them to where they need to be and and find out as fast as we can so we can help them you know, get to where we want to go on Sundays. Now, a big part of what you do as well, you work, you know, hand in hand with the medical staff and the and the training staff in terms of rehabilitation. You know, I mean, they medically they take care of things. Then, in in terms of hitting the, uh, the, the just getting their strength back and conditioning their bodies, you know, you're you're a huge part in that. You've had some great stories. I mean, Joe Burrow to come back as quickly as he came back from the appendicitis to to come back. He got comeback player of the year, only the second one in franchise history when he came back from that ACL and man, that's the, those, that story, just Joe Burrow himself with a couple of those right there. And you've had many others. That's a really big part of what you do, isn't it? It is. And I, you know, Matt Summers, Nick Cosgrave, uh, th- those guys do a great job with our training staff. And it goes back to what you said earlier. It goes back to communication. Um, the communication between the medical staff and the strength staff and the coaching staff, in my opinion, is a plus in, in our organization. And, that helps us do our job and it helps the players. And then also the kind of players we're dealing with. Um, the front office and Zach, they've done a tremendous job of big, bringing in the right kind of guys into our organization. Um, guys with grit and toughness and all that plays into factor when a guy's coming back from an injury. Um, Joe Burrow is one of the guys he's had tremendous success. I, I, I'm telling you right now, Cheeto Awuzie is going to have tremendous success when he comes back from the ACL this year. Uh, and those are just two guys. There's a handful of guys that have 
um, CJ a couple of years ago who have had success. And um, it starts with the medical staff and then it goes, you know, once they kind of clear a certain point, then they get turned over to us. We start working on the strength part of it. And the ultimate goal is just to get them back on the football field. Yeah. The DJ reader is another great yeah. example. Another big body guy, uh, LC, you know, mm -hmm. uh, college. I mean, I, I don't know if he'll make the dance right away, you know, to start the season, but from what I'm hearing, he's pretty much ahead of schedule as such. I mean, I know that can change on a week to week basis, but I mean, um, it, it, it's pretty impressive what you guys have going in terms of guys coming back and, and coming back early and, and, and having such a major impact after an injury that, boy, where are we now? That's that's a heck of a deal. It really is. Yeah. And, and, and we've been very consistent in our approach and the players have as well. And I think that leads to success. When guys are willing to come in and put the work in day in and day out, um, you know, you're going to see results like we've seen in the last couple of years. So guys like Cheeto with his work ethic, Jonah Williams, you know, work ethic. I mean, all these guys, uh, you know. Um, Lap, you know, you're around the building a lot, man. Uh, you can go down the list. We got a lot of players that have similar characteristics of work ethic, toughness, grit, um, want to. And, um, you know, we're talking about injured or guys who have gotten injured and are coming back. But um, I could go down the roster and name up, you know, a handful of guys that that have those traits that make them successful. So I, I know I look at Jamar Chase, Joy, and I'm like, man, this dude is a specimen. And I hear he's got like freakish abilities. Is he is he one of the strongest wide receivers like that that position group, the wide receiver position group? Is he one of the strongest bodied guys you've been around? Yeah, Jamar's a freak. Um, yes. I mean, he's a freak. And um, and not only that, Jamar's a great a great dude. And Jamar works his tail off, right? Like all the guys that we have that are super talented. They all have similar work ethic traits. And I think that's the thing that sometimes that a lot of people forget or they don't see on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm very fortunate to have the job I have and able to watch these guys on a, on a day in and day out. Um, and, and, and things that I keep going back to that, that people don't see is all of our superstars work their ass off, all of them. Um, and I think that, they're they're at that level for a reason. Yes, they're all very gifted and genetically superior, but they all work their butts off um, to perform. I'll tell you, as a as a former player, you know, when I was playing, the thing that would just get me going the wrong direction right away is if a guy had all kinds of ability and wasn't capitalizing on it. You know, just took it for granted, didn't develop it. It's like, dude. You makes you want to pull your hair out. You are. Oh, what's that? I said it makes you want to pull your hair out when you see oh, that. It's like, you man, know? give me a little of what you got, dude. I mean, right. it's like it, dri it drives you crazy, you know? Lap, remember this now. God is very fair. He doesn't give you everything. <laughs> That's true. But when, when he does give you almost everything, you get the freaks that you're talking about. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I can think of so many guys. It's like, oh, geez, you left so much on the table, dude. You're yeah. a good player, but you could have been one of the best ever if you just worked at it a little bit. You know, it's like, oh. I've been around a couple guys like that. Yeah, it's uh, frustrating. It is. It is. So do you have, like, any any anybody that comes to mind where, like we talked about Jamar being a freak, 
name name some other freaks that you've had but with with maybe with the Bengals other teams or whatever I mean uh, well I mean I was I was fortunate in college I had Von Miller for four years oh wow and he, he when when you start talking about freaks he's he is at the top of the list yeah. I had Devonte Adams for two years at Fresno State oh he's yeah another guy that's pretty high on the list um and then a handful of players here Cheeto uh Jamar T Higgins um you know, Cam Taylor Britt has a lot of traits. You know, those are uh, those are some of the skill guys that come to mind. Right. Um, you know, and then and then some of the the bigger guys. You know, you got Ted, you got Alex, um, Cordell. You know, those guys are are pretty freaky in the weight room. You know, yeah. it, they there's not a lot of things that they can't do if they wanted to in the weight room. And sometimes we got to really keep an eye on them to pull them back a little bit because right. they're they're extremely strong. What about uh, rookies in um, in veteran free agents, rookies, college free agents, guys you haven't spent a whole lot of time with? What's the process like uh, when you try to figure out, you know, what makes them tick? Where are they? How can I develop them? I mean, I look at a guy like Miles Murphy, the size, speed, strength ratio that dude has is like crazy, isn't it? He's in that free category too now, Dave. Um, I saw that guy do 20 pull-ups at 280 pounds. What? Like clean, real pull-ups. What? Um, and then I think the next day at practice, he ran 20.1 1 mile an hour on the GPS. So um, when you're talking about freaks, he, he's got a lot of tools to have a lot of success. Um, when the rookies come in, we keep them by themselves for about a month until, um, you know, we feel comfortable trying to get to know them, them get to know us try to explain our system and how we're going to do things. And then we start to integrate, integrate them uh, with the older players. Um, and it just gives us, uh, you know, a decent amount of time to see what they do well, what we think they need to work on. Um, and, and then we go from there. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the culture uh, that, that Zach, you know, has, has established and brought to the Cincinnati Bengals. You've been a part of that for all five years with Zach and the players that I talked to talk about the culture that you have in your room and, and with your people. Um, and, and they talk about it in a very, very positive, uh, you know, very complimentary to you way that has to make you feel good. It does. It does. And I appreciate that. I, uh, you know, I take pride in what I do. I, I love my job. I'm very fortunate to have this job. Um, and I want the players to feel that energy. I want the players to feel a certain vibe or energy when they come into the room. I don't want it to ever be dreadful when they have to come in and work out. Um, and so we try to make it a good environment. Um, our doors always open. We have a lot of players that like to just come down to the office and kind of shoot the shit, um, which is great. It's, it's, uh, it's been really good. And that's, it's gotten better and better every year. It wasn't like what it is right now. It wasn't like this year one. Um, and that starts with us getting to know the players and them getting to know us. Um, but we do take a lot of pride in what we do and we want the players um, to feel like we're trying to help them any way we can. As an assistant at Texas A&M, you uh, were there with a guy named Zach Taylor and a guy named Troy Walters. And it, your relationship kind of started back then at uh, Texas A&M with the Aggies. How are they the same guy? That uh, that they were back then when you knew them at A and M. I mean, you know what the coolest thing, lap they are, they both are the same guy. Zach, yeah. I've known Zach for a, a long time now, and uh, we were both lower level GAs making no money, you know, right. working 
crazy hours. Um, <laughs> and he's the same exact guy now that he was then. Um, and it, it, it starts with kind of who he is as a guy and what he believes in. And I think, you know, especially here, you know, not having success the first couple of years and staying the course and being this, being the same consistent guy all the time. And now seeing some of the success we've had, um, you know, it's really gratifying. It just, it speaks well though, to, to all of you guys. I mean, your assistants are basically intact. Zach's assistants are all basically intact. I mean, the coordinators are all intact. I even, you know, assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, uh, uh, Darren Simmons. I mean, that that speaks a lot to the overall organization, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. And and um, guys want to be here. I want to be a Cincinnati Bengal. I, yeah. I I want to. I'm not looking. And I think I'm not. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't think guys are looking for other opportunities. Um, and why is that? Because I'm excited to go to work every day. I I like my job, and I I would bet you if you asked all the assistants, they would agree with that. It's a good place to work. Zach is a great guy to work for. Um, and, and, you know, we have, a, we have a team that we feel like has an opportunity to, you know, hopefully make a long run this year. So you got three, uh, three sons, Sam, Ben, and Max. I mean, they must just love the fact that you're involved in the National Football League. I, I saw you coaching flag football, so I know you're heavily involved as a dad. I mean, it must be just an unbelievable joy for your, for your boys to be involved, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And for me, it is. You know, when I was a younger coach, this is kind of what I I dreamt about, you know, having a family, letting those guys come to practice and be around and kind of see what I do. And um, like I like I've said a a bunch of times, I I feel very blessed and fortunate for that. Um, You know, and and I was lucky. I grew up with great mom and dad and uh, around sports my whole life. And I'm just trying to give my sons the same opportunity that I had. Well, Coach, I know the players certainly can re- relate to you. They re- they respect you and they can relate to you. And I mean, you look like you could still you could give Darren Simmons, Lou Anaruma, you give those guys some snaps, Coach. You're looking good, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I don't think these uh, 43 year old legs are are moving as fast as they used to. But uh, I I appreciate the compliment, Lap. Well, appreciate everything that uh, everything that you're doing for for the organization, and uh, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's kind of like you know behind the scenes and, and and I don't think you get the uh, recognition and notoriety that you should because you do a heck of a job and and I'm telling you the players are sold man you sold them coach they're in they, I, I they bought in man. they bought yeah, in well, uh, I, I I like to to be behind the scenes you know we feel like in the weight room we're kind of in the trenches you know there you um, go and so I got like I said being around the players and and it keeps you youthful it keeps you uh you know, wanting to, you know, I just got off the phone with BJ Hill a little bit. He's asking about camp and busting my balls about vacation and, and those sort of things. I'm excited uh, for Saturday to get the rookies back in and then on Tuesday to get the vets. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this season. It's going to be great. I'll tell you what, this year, you talk about the AFC North, man, everybody's, everybody's competitive. The AFC, I mean, there's, there's a dozen high level quarterbacks in the AFC. It's unbelievable, man. It's, it's competitive as competitive can be, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And that's, that's the great thing about the national football league is there is no week off. There's no gimme games. Right. Um, you look at our division, the quarterbacks, the defenses, um, 
you know, and you can go around the whole league. The AFC is going to be a tough um, conference this year. Um, but I feel good about our team. I, I, I feel good about the players we have coming back, the energy in the building. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited to get going. And I think uh, this could be a special year. Well, Coach, you're a big reason for that energy in the building. Appreciate you. And uh, I'll tell you what, congratulations on all your successes. And, and let's, let's, uh, let's make a nice playoff run again this year, Coach. It'll be awesome. Let's do it, Dave. Sounds good. You're the man. Have a okay. great day. Thank you. Dave Lapham here. Coach, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.